Hey everybody, welcome back to the Choking Hazard Podcast. It's been a minute, but we are back for another great episode. Today we're bringing back Max Hansen for another great show. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to see more great coaches, great athletes, and a lot more different content, make sure you subscribe and like our YouTube channel. Today's episode has been sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew. They're going to be able to help you out with all your THC and CBD products. Just make sure you like them and us on, on social media, and you're going to get save money every single time you shop there. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon on the map. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Choking Hazards Podcast. It has been a minute for everybody. I know it's been a month and a bit since we've kind of run a show. Uh, we've been obviously all over the place. Everybody's been either grappling, trying to get back to their life, trying to figure stuff out, the government, all sorts of things have been all over the place. So we are- <laughs> the, gov- the government's trying to shut the us down, man. After us. Have, you seen are- it? have you seen the price of gas? It's too the fucking price of high. Gas. We can't even run a podcast anymore. It's insane. Budget, budget constraints, everything has been happening happening but we are finally back and we are finally up and running with a brand new lineup and we are starting off our show with max hansen back on the show with us today and we have a great show planned for us max how you doing sir oh, i'm doing fantastic guys thanks for having me once again super grateful to be on the show no it's awesome having you back like ever since we left you last time you have been tearing up the storm up on the the scene for sure obviously you were doing adc's trials we want to talk about obviously you had a great opportunity to be in texas lately so why don't you kind of tell us what you've been up to because this has been a big news for you yeah so there's there's been a lot of things i've been doing lately so uh, of course the adc trials and then also uh the who's next reality show right so i think that's going to be huge for jujitsu and quite honestly when i watched the first two episodes that they Released, I was impressed with the production. I think it's going to be really good for growing the sport. So being a part of that was crazy. Fucking, they just called me. It was crazy because like uh, what happened was Alejandro Wagner from uh, Pedagog Submission fighting. He's one of my teammates, and you know, God bless him, man, because uh, essentially what happened, he was supposed to be in the house, and then he got injured, and he basically put my name in. He didn't really have to do that, but he did. So fucking thank you to that guy. Honestly, I owe him huge for it. He's a great guy. So I got a spot on the show and they flew me out one week after what was it? Uh, East coast trials. Yeah. East coast trials. So it was just like, after the, you know, I feel like I had a pretty good performance at East coast trials to go right into that. I was like, man, we're just staying on it. It's fucking crazy. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I had an opportunity to watch the show. It was a great production. It was great to kind of see how, what they've been coming down the pipeline with it. I've only had two episodes so far. So like, yeah. Like, obviously, like, kind of walking into that type of atmosphere, like, what are you kind of, like, what's your head thinking when you first get in there and you see all these different grapplers from all over the U.S. and then, obviously, the Flow guys setting up this huge event? I mean, it was it was exciting. The biggest thing I was worried about, I was quite anxious about just, like, I like, man, I hope I don't look stupid on the show, right? Because it is a reality show, so you never know how things are going to turn out once it is post-production right so I did, it was nice seeing all these cool competitors and stuff but i don't know it's pretty normal for me to be around other grapplers and stuff now so that felt normal but it was cool being able to be up close and personal with the flow of grappling production and seeing seeing like how everything works with that and getting to see like their headquarters and everything it, it was really interesting and 
I don't know. I think the sports are good hands with flow grappling, honestly. I think they're they're doing anything, everything in their power to actually grow the sport, mm-hmm. especially uh, with ADCC coming up. I think with them at the helm, or just seeing all these guys continuously growing the sport, it's like, it's awesome. There's a lot of parallels I, I've seen just from like the ultimate fighter and like, you know, the next, like who, who's next basically is like, is that, is that kind of the vibe that I think they were going for? Yeah. That's when I, I honestly, when uh, I was first asked to do it, I was like, I can't really say no to this because when you look at the ultimate fighter with the first season, like so many people from the first season are legends. So you look at the later seasons and what have you, right? Like they're not as, uh, notorious as the people from that first season just because they're so impactful for the sport and kind of like you know provide an outlet for people who wouldn't normally watch mma get into the actual sport Mm -hmm. so i think this is the same thing it's like people who normally wouldn't watch jujitsu can get into the sport because i know they have like a bunch of cool activities planned uh so man you you guys are gonna see it's, it's like there's a bunch of cool shit that they do honestly really really cool Awesome. So like, how, like, obviously your match didn't necessarily go the way you wanted it to for that first round. So like, how did you feel during the match? Did you like the setup as far as like the rules went? Obviously it was a no time limit, no subs. I'm sorry. Also, also (laughs) only, sorry. No time limit, no subs. Jesus, that's going to be a long ass, that's going to be a long ass match. It would still be going right now. Like, how did you like the format? Like, how do you feel your match went? What would you kind of do different moving forward? Honestly, the match was like six months ago at this point. I feel like I'm a totally different grappler. I feel like I was still kind of getting used to training in like a professional way. And it was just kind of coming into my own. Mm-hmm. And then the match, honestly, Kyle Chambers is super ch- uh, tough. He's a big guy. You know, he's got a lot of weight on me. He's also a leg locker. So he's a big dude. You know, like, yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. So it is what it is. I'm not really sad about it. I would, I, I, I bet I'm going to have a match with him in the future right eventually somewhere down the line so i'd like to see how we uh fare against each other then but i'm not really if i was going to do anything different uh i feel like uh man i would do a lot of things different honestly i feel like my pace was too with too high the the beginning like i was too all over the place like i wasn't like slowly building up to a peak it was kind of like like all over the place so when it's no time limit that can be against your kind of be against you right because you kind of want to build to a peak especially if there's no time limit you don't want to be going in jumping in head first in deep waters right you kind of want yeah you know let's feel this out a bit so i feel like that was a mistake with me jumping into the fire right away you mentioned that like what's what's kind of your strategy for like let's say like a a submission only event no time limit versus like an adcc where it's you know first first half is sub only no points. And then there's points. Like, how does your strategy change? Like, how do you approach, you know, like, sub only, it's a, it's a learning experience for you. Right. But like, how is it, how do you approach that? You got to approach it totally differently. Cause it's, of course, it's a different rule set. So like, for example, if I was fighting a, at that Midwest finishers bracket that I did, right. Like it's a sub only, so you can take risks, right. It doesn't matter if you get swept, doesn't matter if you're on the bottom or the top. I think if it's like a sub only, a no time limit's a different story. Honestly, that was my only experience with a no time limit event. There's not many no time limit events that are run just because of the practicality of it. Like you've seen with Damian Anderson, Andrew Tackett, when they fought no time limit, 
flow grappling and literally an hour into the match was like first score wins because they're like all right fuck this is taking too long sorry <laughs> <not worrying. laughs> yeah, yeah. along here a bit <laughs> yeah no they're literally just like all right first to pass wins because fuck this shit but uh so it's just like it's totally uh it's totally different if you have the no time but for sub only i think you should be like taking risks and attacking submissions the entire time like a guard pass is good a guard pass is good a sweep is good but sweeps are almost nothing judges don't really see it especially if it's a really scrambly match you know what i'm saying like if you guys are going back and forth a judge isn't going to be like oh you know at least in my mind if i'm judging sub only right they're not going to really be looking into that they're going to be looking into who actually had the submission attempts right so but adcc rules you should be much more reserved you should be much more reserved hold back your game and honestly you should be trying to score points at the end like the last one or two minutes it's kind of like IBJJF style like uh for example I believe IBJJF released a like uh some data thing about when points are most scored during a match and I think it's in like the last minute the majority of points are scored and that's I think that's a very smart thing to do with the point system because you need to kind of break someone down and uh basically wear on them before you take the risk to try to score where in sub only, I mean, to take the risk, it doesn't matter. If you end up on bottom, okay, you're attacking submissions from the bottom. It doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, obviously, there was the one match. Now, obviously, this is what the show shows, but it actually, in reality, was there a match that was three hours? Yeah, dude. That shit was fucking epic. Yo, so, shout out to Adam Bradley and Tristan over it because they fucking scrapped for straight up three okay. hours. That was like a three-hour grappling match. <laughs> Of like, yeah, dude, that, that's epic. Honestly, it was one of the most, I think that's going to be the, uh, the most legendary moment of the show because the fact that two guys are scrapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, that's a fucking long time. And there was one point where Adam got slammed on the side of the concrete and fucked his fucking hand up. Like, I'm sure you saw in the episode. I'm not sure. Yeah. They actually, yeah, they, so they, he fucked his hand up bad. Because mm-hmm. I seen him after the event at the hotel. Dude, but Buddy was like, he had like uh the cut. Strip. yeah the cut like he had like all this shit all over his face he's fucked up hands swollen as fuck i'm like damn what happened to this guy <laughs> but i mean buddy won man it was uh prop to adam because honestly tough motherfucker to do that because mm-hmm. tristan Oberig is uh like he's on the same team as us had to go and i know how tough that kid is so to yeah, fight yeah. him for three hours it's like that's like hell in a cell type of shit man <laughs> i mean like p- people can barely sit through a movie for three hours and here we go two guys fighting oh, yeah. For three hours. <laughs> yeah. dude i heard uh i heard some people were getting annoyed with how long it was taken i'm not gonna name any names but some people were just like because you're there all day filming like it, it yeah. basically it was one day for all the first matches so you had to finish every match you know by the end of the day so imagine how long those guys were there just kind of watching, waiting to fight themselves, right? So we kind of, you know, kind of suck if you wait three hours before your first match. I guess, I guess it's just one of those things. If it's a no time limit sub only, like this is things that can happen. I know like we've had other guests on who've done these events and it's like, yeah, we're doing sometimes 30, 40 minute matches, 45 minutes, an hour. Like, you don't know. You just keep going yeah. until someone taps. There's a couple 40 minute matches, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's it's not it, the only reason that I think they can do it is because they didn't have a live audience. You know what I'm saying? They can just record it. So screw it. You might as well do it as long as you can because you know it's just the fighters in there. So let them let them scrap. I think it's I a pure form of jiu jitsu, right? So. Yeah. 
It reminds me of the, um, do you remember the BJJ Kumite that Lloyd Irvin hosted like years ago? Oh, that's old school. Yeah. That's old school, old school. But like, it it gives me kind of that uh, throwback to that where you just invited a bunch of people. It's like, all right, we're going to do. Yeah, who was in that? Keenan and who else was in there? There was a bunch of dudes. So Keenan was in there. AJ, all just, this is some names that just off the top of my head. AJ Agazarm was there. Gary Tonin was there. Yeah. Um, Sean Roberts was there. Daryl O'Connell from Ireland was there as well. I know there's some others. Like that's that's just a few off the top of my head. Um, Victor, Victor, Victor Oliveira, I think. It was you trained? Vitor. Yeah, Vitor, Vitor, yeah, he was there, I think, as well. Vitor was there, eh? Damn. Yeah. There was a there was a lot of like high level names there that where there's a lot of there was a lot of brown belts at the time where it's just like there was a lot of up and comers where it was just like oh we have like it was Keenan of course was like the big name but they're they were coming up and then you're like you know what let's let's host a sub only everybody like Keenan was kind of the name to beat at brown belt at the time yeah so they were like you know what let's host a sub only we'll invite a bunch of guys and we'll 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 throw down. I, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because you see like all the big names that are in that fucking that were in that event, and nowadays they're even bigger names, and they all have their own gyms, establishments, and all that shit. I think the same thing is going to turn out with the people in the the, uh, the show because there's a, honestly there's a lot of good people on that show. There was a lot of tough people in that show. Yeah, man, you're one of them. <laughs> so. I want to ask you without without spoiling anything of course uh what can people expect the rest of the season of who's next like what uh without obviously without you know saying anything you can't okay, so say. there's gonna be a couple cool activities for sure like you know how the ultimate fighter would do like hopefully it's not they won't get mad at me for saying this but you know the ultimate fighter would do like coaches challenge and shit yeah, yeah. so it's like some stuff like that they would do like some a bunch of cool stuff with that there are going to be a couple really good matches and then also there's going to be a, a little bit of trauma i don't want to dive you know diverge into anything else that hasn't been released yet because i do have to yeah yeah for sure okay. you, have to stay, you do have good. to stay tight-lipped we totally yeah a little understand. bit at least on a podcast you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and you don't need flow knocking on your door going hey max <laughs> here's a cease and desist yeah seriously yeah, I, I found I found one of the things that was pretty funny is that they have obviously obviously the budget's a lot smaller than let's say the Ultimate Fighter, and so they had that house and there's like there's only four bedrooms and you all have to share rooms right and they have this one big bed and then these tiny small beds and all the other rooms so basically somebody was getting shafted with this big bed and then somebody was getting screwed with that small bed. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, despite their I don't know what the budget limitations were, but. Yeah, they did a good job, man, with the production. I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to look that good, but it, it looked pretty good to me, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's a house. You just need something to sleep, right? I just found it funny. That's it. No, exactly. Yeah. I want to I wanna shift gears a little bit because the last time we talked, there was, you know, there was a pandemic and all this going on. And like, yeah, I think you were up in Canada, you were still training and just finding ways to train still on the low key, but like, how did you end up like going to the States? Like how did that, how did that develop? How did you end up at, at a uh, Daisy fresh? So basically I reached out to Dante Leon and he kind of offered a spot to train and like a place to stay. Cause I was like, this was right after Pan Am's I believe. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it became apparent to me that Canada was kind of just going to be, sh- you know, sorry Canada, but 
they're just going to be fucking dumb about it. <laughs> the whole pandemic and everything and being able to train and compete, all this shit, right? So I was just like, yeah, I don't think it's feasible to stay in Canada if I want to advance my career. So I just moved in with uh, the guys down at Adamus, Toledo Jiu-Jitsu, welcoming me with open arms. It was a great fit, man. Now, I'm, now I got my visa there. Like, uh, they sponsored me for the visa. So fucking, honestly, like, they, they kind of, like, set me up. They set me up real good, man. So I, I owe them big time. Like they're, they're like family at this point. So they kind of, yeah, it was Dante and Kelly. Kelly Highmore, the owner of uh, Adam's Jiu-Jitsu, that got me in. Now I'm a fucking, I'm a coach there. We all train every fucking morning, grinding every day. So I would just like to say that, like, I'm, people are going to see some more guys at Adam's Jiu-Jitsu. Like, there's, there's a lot of tough guys there. Like, Brad Schneider, super fucking tough. His match, you know, did you guys know the Twisted Church event? No, I, I haven't heard of it. It was like this $5,000 cash prize that Elder Cruz ended up winning it against Johnny Bodani. But like, Brad, man, this Brad Schneider guy, like he's got the best crucifix in the world. Like seriously, the best crucifix in the world. I'll tell you that right now. BJJFanatics.com, Brad Schneider, look it up, Crucifier. Best crucifix. Of, I'm not like, I'm being serious. Boys. Best crucifix you've ever seen. And then uh, Nilo Bergener, like a bunch of tough guys, man. There's going to be a bunch of tough guys that add in this. Is that everybody? Mm-hmm. They're fucking awesome. No, oh, amazing. So, like, did you kind of see, like, whether, like, the different types of intensity obviously is ramped up, obviously, because now it's like, hey, it's go time. Like, or, like, what are you kind of feeling within the last, like, obviously six months or almost a year since we spoke? Like, especially yeah. your own training, political. Oh, yeah, especially that more... I feel like an urge to train more now than I ever did before. Cause like I won that cash bracket. So I was like, Oh fuck, you know, I can make a little money here. <laughs> I don't know. Money's a good motivator. So now I'm just kind of like, I feel like now that I've won that, the, the last thing I want to do is kind of like start being lazy and being satisfied with it. I feel like now's the time to put the foot on the gas pedal and fucking, you know, win Emerald city, BJ rod, uh, win this, uh, the second belt for, Midwest finishers and then go into the other matches that I've been accepted to. Mm-hmm. Just like that. There's a bunch of events coming up for me, honestly. So I just want to fucking stay focused and tone in on it. Cause I know within the next six months, like blow and all these guys are going to, they're going to start knowing my name for sure. Amazing. So how did, um, obviously going back a little bit, obviously because the trials is over how did the trials go? Like, how did it go? How many matches did you end up having during the actual trials? How did you feel the competition was that you competed? East Coast or West Coast? Uh, did you you did both, right? Yeah, I did both. So I ended up uh, placing top sixteen in both, which is pretty good. I mean, it wasn't what I wanted, especially for the West Coast trials. I wanted to get further than that. In the East Coast trials, uh, I had three matches the first day, and I won all by submission. I had mm-hmm. a big crazy match with Gino Morelli. We scrapped. For a long time, I ended up tapping him in overtime. Though he's fucking tough as shit. The West, the West Coast drops was kind of weird for me, honestly. Like I was kind of like, my first opponent didn't show up, so I was like, all right, I gotta buy. For trials, yeah, and that's what trials. I'm Who knows shows the ADCC trials? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess I, the first match is done, and then the second match, buddy, no shows. So I was like, what? <laughs> what? What's going on? Yeah, they're ducking so I was, you. I was that's what's going on. They saw you on who's next. They're ducking you. Yeah, they're like, yeah bro, I don't know what it was, Brandon, because I was, I'm not complaining because it was like two free buys. Yeah. And then, so the last match of the day, I fought, uh, 
I don't know the guy I fought, but I tapped him in like in like 40 seconds with like a, I tried to go for an anaconda and turn an anaconda into, into a triangle from the mount. So tapped him out. Then the second day I ended up fighting Steven Ramos, uh, who's pretty tough. I ended up beating him to nothing. He was just like hard to sweep, hard to move, tough wrestler, brown belt. And then my next match into, uh, I believe it was, what is it, the quarterfinal? It was top yeah. 16. Something like that. Some top eight, like, top eight quarterfinal. So okay, yeah. so it wasn't wasn't quite the quarterfinal. But yeah, I, f- I fought a friend of mine, Chris Wojcik, who actually comes and trains with us all the time, and he ended up tapping me with like this uh, strain armbar from uh, from like a 50-50 position. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird submission, but yeah, I, we train with him all the time. I know how tough that guy is, so I'm not going to be sad about losing to him. He's Props scared. to him. Uh, shout out to shout out to Chris Wojcik. He just beat Gabriel Almeida, won five thousand dollars. So, oh nice, nice, good guy. It's it's big because like there's a lot of these tournaments coming up, like Emerald City, and there's a lot of different like submission underground where there's like you know there's a lot more you know there's a lot more money involved. So it, it's That's giving crazy. a lot of opportunity. Like you didn't see this like not even like five years ago. You didn't see no, this. dude. Literally, it's actually kind of fucking. It's pretty high. Like there's a twisted church in October that I'm gonna be competing in and it's a ten thousand dollar cash prize. And it's like, bro, that, that shit's crazy that they're just they're just like there's like as time goes on, I keep seeing more and more cash prize tournaments. So it's just awesome for the athletes and actually make some money here. Well, I think that's the biggest thing that people wanted too, because like they wanted the opportunity to win cash or you had to pay athletes right so it was like one or the other so i think when you look at it like on a financial standpoint i guess an event organizer would be like okay i'm going to do a cash prize i'm going to get the competitors i'm going to create a big show right whereas like you're doing a good fight so then you have to pay the athletes instead yeah i think it's good man because like just like fuck Sometimes you're down. I mean, most of the time you're down on money when you compete. I'm sure you guys know. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for hotel, travel, this and that. But now, like, they're right. A lot of different organizations are really kind of offering to pay for, like, hotel and travel at the very least. And then on top of that, to even pay a show fee. So you can just tell it's getting more professional as time goes on. Now that COVID, I don't know, Canada, COVID seems like it's a thing. I was here today. If people wearing masks on the streets, shit. It's like, goddamn, COVID's still a, th- a thing here. But uh, like in America, it's not so much a thing anymore. So it feels like jujitsu is kind this of. This is America. We do what we want. <laughs> yeah, this is America. I thought it was America, but. Uh, I thought yeah. that was America. <laughs> exactly. This is America. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, uh, no, seriously, it's such a, it, it's totally different culture than Canada. It's it's awesome. Because jujitsu, bro, you, I'm sure you guys know, it's like the last thing you sh- should have been doing during the pandemic. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst possible thing that you could have been doing so it was never like, never never did any of that during the pandemic no man yeah, yeah no one did people start sweating in your mouth and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah seriously dude <laughs> probably you probably catch something worse like herpes i don't know yeah exactly yeah seriously matt herpes is a thing bro fucking matt herpes is a fucking thing <laughs> it's still a thing covid's a that, thing i don't herpes, think matt herpes matt herpes herpes. find a cure <laughs> matt herpes is bad bro fucking yeah you you never want to catch matt matt herpes i'm sure like again like 
every club has had it at one point, but I think it's all about just like again, you just got to clean the mat. My club hasn't. Where the fuck have you trained, Aaron? You. I'm just saying, every club has. Oh saying. sure, sure, every club. It's just your excuse for having herpes like sixteen thousand okay. times. Getting <laughs> called out, huh? Aaron's disgusting. Is constant array of herpes everywhere. That agreed. <laughs> so obviously like the, the world of grappling has kind of like broken lately it's obviously with who's number one the show obviously which you were part of and then obviously gordon ryan just announced that he's got like two main matches coming up you kind of mentioned that there's a bunch of stuff coming down the pipeline for you especially like well it's just kind of like bringing it back even to like adc or even just like the new gordon ryan knows like where what do you think his mindset is going he's okay i'm gonna have a match in july a match in august against two high competitors too and then obviously do the adcc come september well i think he's just trying to uh so for example look at jt torres he just competed for the first time in what like two years three years mm -hmm. and i think it's just because now that we're getting closer and closer to september you need these warm-up matches tyson fury for example will say you have to be match ready you can't just take a long layoff and then fight the very best in the world. Kind of like what Gordon's been doing. He had, he's had these exhibition matches against, you know, guys, you know, who are good, but they're not real professional grapplers or much smaller than him. I think this match against uh, uh, Philippe, right, is going to be like the, uh, that's like his first match in, what, three or four years against someone who's the same size as him. So I think his mindset, he's trying to build up to ADCC because, you know, even though he is that good, you can lose ADCC rules, especially uh, especially if it goes past, uh, like if it goes into points and you can't pull guard anymore and he gets like a really tough wrestler, right? Like, you know, if you're not fucking match ready, you can definitely lose. It doesn't matter if you're Gordon Ryan. It could be anyone, mm -hmm. right? Anyone can lose. Hey, I think you mentioned it, like those warm-up matches are important because especially he's had some layoffs as well. So like no matter how good you are, like you can, the ring rust is a thing or if you haven't been competing consistently at a high level in a while, like you, yeah, you need, to, you need to get in there, put your feet in the fire. Yeah, exactly, man. Speaking sure. of ADCC, like I want to talk about that a little bit with you. Just uh, what do you that event in September? Maybe probably the biggest thing in jujitsu history, I think, at this point. But like, do you have any predictions, even just as a fan, somebody looking at it, possibly on the outside? Like, is there anybody? that maybe is kind of flying under the radar in your opinion like who, who what should we look out for um i don't know if uh, anyone's flying under the i don't know there's a lot of big names man so it's hard to predict uh i mean obviously i'm i i think dante is going to win the 77 kilogram division i think he has the perfect style for that for the adcc style points mm -hmm. like his match against mika galvao if that was adcc scored fucking lost like six or eight nothing straight mm -hmm. up as one of the best at 77 so i think he has one of the best styles i think a lot of people are sleeping on that mm -hmm. but you'll see come september in the 66 division honestly i think uh man i, I want to say cole Bate has a really good shot but i don't want to fucking you know I i'm not just trying to hype jump on the hype train here but i think he actually does have a really good shot at winning that <laughs> so we'll see or, or even kenny like it's it's hard to say like as these guys we haven't seen too much of like Kenny Martial, we'll see. But I don't know if they're gonna hang with the Cole. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There's a, there's a lot of unknowns going into this. Even the there eight is. There's there's so many factors like bracketing could be like 
there's so many things that can happen injuries brackets like who knows what can happen styles make fights right fucking j-rock can end up fighting craig jones yeah that, that, very well be so weird. That, that could be a quarterfinal fight potentially oh yeah easy dude easy because this is adcc man anything can happen you have to fight yeah. anybody there's just uh there's a lot i think the 88 division is going to be the most wide open for anybody to take. I don't think there's any clear favorite in that division. hundred percent. I feel like, I feel like we, me and Aaron went over who was currently invited and who, and who's in each division. And it's like, there's no like really clear favorites in any division. Like no. I'm going through it. I'm like, I can't pick like, all right, th- this guy's clearly like head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. There's a lot of new names too. Yeah. A lot of new names, yeah. Who's that guy from South Africa again who won uh, European trials from New Wave? You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm. Minus oh, 90. Uh, G, G, he fights 99? Oh, I thought you were talking about Giancarlo. No, no, no. He's 88, Giancarlo. Uh, so yeah. you have Giancarlo from 88, but then the, like the he's minus 99. You have uh, – it's that South African kid. You guys know what I'm talking about? Man, he's really good. He's like uh, – like he could be easily win that division. Like there's all these new faces. Big Dan – Plus ninety nine, jujitsu yeah. giant, right? Yeah, like there's he's, all he's, these. He's a stud, right? absolutely. He's a stud as well. And, like, like and, that, and that's that. And, that, and you know what the crazy thing is? He could fight Gordon Ryan at plus ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like as well. Gordon, my big brother, him. He probably will big brother him a bit. Like honestly, that'd be. Uh, I don't know. Actually, maybe he's a big fucking kid. He was huge. Yeah. Remember, we all showed up for who's next, and like. I feel like no one wanted to fight that guy first because he's just so fucking big. Yeah, he's like, like he he's a monster. Like he's a big dude. It's insane. He's only 19 or 22. It's wow. It's massive. And uh I would just like to say that that arm wrestle challenge is kind of BS because of course fucking jujitsu giant is gonna fucking win. Like, <laughs> oh. No one else any chance. Yeah, that was that like, was what, like, what is this? <laughs> They should have, like, at least make it a coin toss or something, not just get this guy to stomp everybody. But I guess it's entertaining. But. Like, I, I want to know who thought of that one because they're like, for sure, they're just going to get this monster, just line up everybody and just like, nobody was going to beat him in an arm wrestle. Like, yeah, how to be, how maybe, to be maybe they have like a handicap match and have like two or three people against him, but like, geez. Yeah, seriously. Might still win, man. You might still win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I mean, how do you think like the Gordon doing the trial, uh, sorry, doing the, the bracket plus the super fight? How do you think that might go? Uh, well, I think he's going to be just fine. The guy fights pretty efficiently, so he's not going to be really, uh, I don't see him getting like too fatigued and unable to fight the super fight, but you know, it's, it's all going to be a thing on the day, right? Which Gordon are we going to see? Gordon hasn't really shown himself to be a weak competitor in any situation so we only really see him improve so there's only it's, it's so unpredictable too because you don't know what can happen on when adcc rolls around there's yeah, so many things that there's so many things that can happen you never know you never know well like we're just going to stay tuned for september yeah i think the super fight i don't think honestly like not hating on gaval but i don't think he has a chance to get thrown in that super fight He's kind of like, uh, especially after seeing his match in one FC against uh, that one MMA fighter, I was like, I, I don't know. He kind of, he's looking a bit smaller. Gordon's going to be like twice his size and 
kind of has the technical advantage too and the age advantage. So it's a, it's going to be a tough hill to climb for Andre. That's what I was kind of watching with that fight too, is like Andre didn't look overly impressive. Like he held his own and he did well, but at the same time, like that's not a performance you're expecting out of somebody who's like, this is the world's best grappler. Who's going to be also competing against somebody who also wants to be the world's best grappler. Like you want to see somebody like that go in, dominate, get a finish, but exactly that should be the expectation. Yeah, but, maybe, maybe we just have extremely high expectations. Like I don't know, but yeah. I think no, no, it really should be the expectation if you're fighting an MMA fighter. He was a decent grappler, but you yeah. know, I, I I think what you said, uh, Max, is the idea of being match ready, right? Like when was the yeah. last time we've really seen him go through those okay i'm going to do a match or an exhibition match or whatever the same way like gordon's kind of ramping himself up right i think if yeah. you get a guy like gordon who's ramping himself up I and mean, let's just say he's successful in his next two matches and then obviously does the bracket and successful there like what type of high is he going to be on like for just mentally you know what i mean the guy's already mentally fortitude man who he is and then you think about you're going to add all this other accolades into that going into that that's a huge advantage yeah seriously it really is it really is i mean a lot of this game is mental too so i'm sure galbao was thinking about it his performance at one fc and how things might turn out in adcc i'm sure he'll come prepared but like you know you can act like these things don't affect you but it's all part of the game man yeah that is, that is true all in here man straight up so kind of that being said, so like what's uh, next on the hit list for you? Like what's uh, what obviously can you share? What's the big next big thing for you? Any names on that list you got want to call out? What's going on? Oh, well, I'm not really going to call anyone now. I know <laughs> I'm fighting J-Rod at the end of the week. So Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge match, especially after you just won trials. Mm -hmm. My teammate actually uh, had, a, had a really close match with him at trials. He, Brad Schneider, the crucifix guy, he'd like uh, taken us back. He'd locked in a rear naked and fucking J-Rod. I don't know. I think J-Rod's just going to be used to getting out of bad positions and not kind of giving up or kind of mentally surrendering ever because of the room he's in, right? You're yeah. fighting, you have to train with Craig Jones, fucking Damian Anderson, Ethan Carlston, Nicky Ryan, yada, 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 all these fucking guys who are kicking your ass every day. So I expect him to have really good escapes. I expect him to be athletic and strong on top. I don't expect his bottom game to be very good, but, uh, you know, it obviously very well could be. So I'm not just going to fucking act like it ain't. Not, but, not just uh, going to make assumptions, but you're yeah, yeah, I'm making assumptions, I'm not making assumptions. But, uh, yeah, that's the fucking the match I've been focused on because it's going to be a huge opportunity for myself. Straight up, straight up. I don't think he has a style to beat me in a sub only rule set. I think a sub only rule set. His uh, lack of versatility is going to be shown. Okay. Nice. And you've also had the experience to kind of go through this six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I've had a lot of sibling experience now that like, <laughs> I feel quite comfortable, especially EBI. Before, I felt like my fucking EBI escapes and shit was garbage, but <laughs> totally night and day now. Awesome. All right. Um, so you got that coming up. Is that who who's that with? That who who's number one or finishers? Finishers? Yeah, finishers. Finishers, finisher series. Yeah. All right. And then a couple of things that you can't announce yet, but they're coming down the pipeline. 
Yeah, so I'll have the Emerald City 2500, like I was saying. Yeah. Big names in that, like Karen Kachuk is in it, fellow Canadian. Yep. Andrew Tackett's going to be in it. Uh, I think a couple other good guys. And the Midwest finishers, that'll be the week after at 155. So got to cut a little weight, but we'll be fine. Another 2500. And then I will be, yeah, I, I do have a match that we'll be announcing soon. It's not official yet. I think the other guys got to sign, but we'll see. I'll announce that very shortly. And then I guess in October, the Twisted Churchman, 10K, 10K, baby. Yeah, this there you go. Yeah. You got any big sponsors uh, ever since your your stint on Who's Next? Is it Legend of Zelda? Like, what do you got? <laughs> Man, I wish, bro. Nintendo hit me up, boys. But uh, <laughs> fucking, I got Perry. Perry Athletics is uh, start sponsoring me, so that's fucking sick. And Full, uh, Full Muscle Fuel, it's a company out of Canada, a supplements company based in Windsor, Ontario. So check them out. Other than that, no, I'm not really uh, not really big on the sponsorship. So if anyone, well, Aaron. maybe one of our big sponsors, Spirit Leaf Waterdown, Aaron, located oh, at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. They have all your vitamin C, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Alex and his crew there have been fantastic. Uh, Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, they've been helping everybody out. So if you're now you're back in Canada, if you're in the GTA and you're down in the, the water down area, you should hit them up, man. Uh, I might actually, bro. I fucking might. I probably will be in the and GTA. The, and, this dog, and this dog right here that's trying to fucking wrestle. Is it legal in the state that you're in right now, though? Oh, what is? What's in the water? Fuck, dude. <laughs> it's in the water, bud. It's in. It's this, legal this, in the this dog, this dog needs some uh, vitamin C from Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North, right, Aaron? Because this dog's been trying to re- wrestle me this entire podcast. And all right, all right, Aaron, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Max, is there anything else you kind of want to like state or like things you want to announce before we kind of sign it off for today? Um, fucking shout out, last shout out to Brad and Nilo. You guys are dope. All right, that's about it. Also, Tim Hunk, the Hunkster. There that's about it. Awesome. All right, my man. Hey, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for uh, rescheduling with us. We really do appreciate you having us on the show. Um, we're looking forward, to, obviously, to you getting more competitions, finding that bag, getting out there. I want who's number one to know more about you because obviously they had you yeah. on the show. They are going to have hear your name a lot more often, which we're really looking forward to. Yeah, 100%, man. It's going to be fucking you see, dope. You, you see what happens when you come on the Choking Hazard podcast? You just start blowing the fuck up. That's what happens. Yeah, That's the fucking key. That's yeah. It. That's it. That's what it's about. All right. Jesus Max. Alex, success, huh? Yeah, buddy. It's been a great show. Looking forward to it. Till next time. Yeah. yeah.